right. All right. Ready we're to good. go when you are. So there's no countdown. This is it. Oh, we're it's, already... It's, ha it's, it's happening right it's now? It's happening right now. <laughs> like, it's, there's nothing to move. We're live. We're live. <sighs> Man. Is this it? Is this the episode? This is the episode. Oh, my God. We're doing this live, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Yeah. Inst oh, damn. Instead of just staring into a sandstone wall, I'm staring into Joe's beautiful face. Yeah, looking in one another deep in the eyeballs, deep, <laughs> deep in our gamer eyes. Um, yeah, how you doing, man? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> this is very strange to me. I feel the need to, like, look away because I have, like, the whole, you know, used to doing it a certain way thing. But, yes, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll become accustomed again. Yeah. This is how it should be done, you know? I know. This, this is... is, like, in an ideal world, we'd have been in each other's presence for the mm. last 40 weeks. Mm -hmm. There's um, these studios in Melbourne at Fortress, which is like a gamer bar. Oh, yeah. And they have like streaming pods. I don't know what they're called exactly, but there's like areas where you can go and record podcasts as well. Oh, no like, They have like a nice desk set up and yeah, you get like Sick. some nice uh, microphones in there. And I was thinking maybe when you're well enough and you end up visiting Melbourne again, we should mm. go try that out. Let's Definitely. just see how hellish that experience is to sell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'd be crazy, but yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So, man, I'm good. Yeah, that's good. I, um, I've been playing some really fucking good games recently. <laughs> okay, go um, on. Uh, one of them is the game we're going to talk Ooh. about later later in this episode. Excellent. Um, but I, I have started playing Outer Wilds. Oh, I saw that, actually. I saw it on the... Um... <laughs> little thing that tells me what games you're playing when I stalk you. How do you like it? I like it. I'm very stalkable right now. Yeah. Um, it's pretty great. Mm. Like, the hype is real. Mm. You know, whenever people mention this game, they're like, yeah, it's one of the best games ever made. Just, mm. you know, super nonchalant about it. Um, and it's pretty special. Like, it's kind of like uh, Elden Ring without the combat right so right. it's just got you know like the best parts of elden ring like you know the first time um you go down that elevator and it keeps going and going yeah, and yeah. then there's a galaxy underground and that kind of exploration feeling yep it's got that turned up to 11 yeah, right. basically the whole time um and they do this really interesting thing where like i don't want to spoil it too much because like this is the best game for going in blind. Yeah, right. Like, I have it, played a little bit of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you played a little bit? All right. Yeah. So, like... You can talk about it if you like. It's an old game. We can talk about it. Have you finished it? Uh, no. Okay. So, I've played it for, like, nearly 20 hours. What the heck? Okay, It's right. a huge game. I had wow. I had no idea. Yeah, so I've, like... And I saw today, because I just, you know, got a quick session this morning. Mm. Played it for nearly 20 hours, and I've got, like, two of the 40 achievements. So right. I was like, what? <laughs> like yeah it's it's quite large um, I've played probably like two hours of it I, I played a little bit and I was like something else came along I got distracted so right. yeah I'm keen to try it again it's yeah. sitting there waiting it, for me it's magical baby mm. um yeah, and fuck, what was I going to say? I'm too distracted by your, <laughs> I know. your beautiful visage. Um, yeah, I'm just having a really nice time with it. Like, the, yeah. the exploration is really great. Oh, yeah, um, they do a really bold thing because you have a limited time to explore mm. every time you play. Yeah, yeah. And I'll leave that vague. Sure. Um, but as, like, a game design thing, that's, like, a really hard thing to pull off mm. because... It's quite a large space that you have to explore. You've got a limited time. And so they needed to make 
every time you go somewhere new equally compelling mm. and it is mm. it's like it's incredible every That's time awesome. you kind of like find a secret nook and you go down like a network of caves or whatever it's just like this is the best yeah. like what yeah. am i gonna find yeah that's awesome yeah i remember the exploration being fantastic in that game it reminds me um games with time loops you know like death loop which i did not like <laughs> um, but they did it in a sort of a different way you know like you'd play a level there was no timer on while you're in the level but as soon as you got out it like progressed time right and then um majora's mask is which is oh, like of course does that formula so well Ooh, maybe this is what i need this is to go know, in on majora's mask the gateway drug to majora's mm. mask yes i mean i think probably this one does it a little bit better um but mm -hmm. majora's mask is is still really cool yeah it does uh does a few unique things that I haven't really seen elsewhere. Do are there any other time loop games? Um, well, there are lots of time loop movies, mm -hmm. like Looper, and this one. This one in particular reminds me of um, Edge of Tomorrow, mm -hmm. that Tom Cruise mm -hmm. one with Emily Blunt. Mm -hmm. um, that's a great movie. Oh, sick movie! So watchable. Yeah, right. Yeah. I feel like that's the perfect hangover movie. Mm, it's yes. like exciting, easy to grasp. It's just well made. Yeah, yeah sick yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in in that movie, there's like. A time loop concept and you know to get to the next loop you have to die mm. and it's the same in outer wilds like yep. there's no you can't reset through the menu or anything like that so like if i screw something up because you know there's a lot of time related shenanigans you got to be in certain places yep. at certain times and yep. like i'll screw it up and i'll be like ah oh, guess i gotta fly into the sun yeah like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool Man, yeah. I'm keen to give it another another crack. Sick. Uh, so I th this might be the thing that pushes me over the edge to go back in. Because every time I hear someone talk about it, they're like, it's really good. <laughs> it's always like, that's how everyone else in the world sounds, by the way. Yeah, yeah it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird one as well, because it came out at the same time as Outer Wilds. You remember that? Or Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. This, is, this is a problem. Worst SEO ever. Yeah. You can't, yeah. Dudes, like yeah. Hollow Knight had a similar problem. Mm. I actually thought... Hollow Knight was a Shovel Knight expansion. Oh, right. For, like, yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the case. No, not the case. That's awesome, man. Yeah. What about you? Been playing any video games? Um, what have I been playing this week? I played... I can't remember what we spoke about last time we did the pod. I, I think I told you that I finished my... No, I didn't. I finished my trial with Need for Speed Unbound. Um, oh, right. Yeah, you were yeah. you were wondering whether you should buy your favourite yeah, yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's expensive. $110 in the PlayStation oh, Store. Oh, yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Well, that's about $110. It's my favourite game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, EB's got a sale on, a, like, a Boxing Day sale, so I might go there tomorrow morning or something. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, Maybe sweet. after this. And um, pick it up. I think it's, like, 60 bucks or something. Sick. So, that's... I will pay $60. That's good. Um, yeah, and then what else was I playing? I was playing something really... Uh, what was it? Yeah, my, my mind is blank. It's blank? That's yeah. cool. I, c I can fill the space, babe, because right. I've actually got, like, an addendum okay. to last week's episode. Oh. I feel like we misrepresented Disco Elysium. Oh, I've been playing Disco Elysium. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the mind melt. We're back. Yeah, oh. we're back. Oh, my God. All right, well, before you uh, tell me about it, I yeah. just, just want to correct a few things, because I was like... I was just having a good time last mm. week. Super complacent. I was channeling that, like, boring cop centrist Harry. Um, <laughs> but one of, the, one of the things we talked about is that, like, it, it could be taken as, like, a smart game or it uh, might be a little bit inaccessible. Yeah. 
And I just don't think that's true. I think mm. it's like reading a book, you know? Like, right. if you find something you don't understand, you can just look it up. And, like, it's not super video gamey and that all of the concepts are real world. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense to just play through and look things up. But, yeah, I just thought that was worth saying because I didn't want to scare anyone off because I think it is one of those, like, special experiences. And, like, yeah, I, I looked up some stuff that I wasn't yeah. super across and it, it was fun, you know? It felt yeah. like part of the experience. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to scare anyone off it either. I think everyone should definitely try it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I do, like, I tried to show Jamie this game. I tried mm. to show it Disco Elysium because we played another text-style game recently and I think she liked it, so I tried to say, hey, just Disco Elysium is one of the greatest games. Um, but yeah, she couldn't get into it. It was too much for her to understand. Like, there right. was just some concept that was just not, and she doesn't read very much. And um, But anyway, yeah, so I, it's still, like, I think it's, like, if you don't read, <laughs> which is not everyone, you know. Yeah, yeah, but sure. Yeah, like I said, don't be scared away by the fact that there's reading. Like, go in and see how you go mm. because it's still worth, like, even right at the start, there's just some amazing writing that, even if that's all you get out of it, then it's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I've been playing Disco Elysium as well. It's very good, very good game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man. It, I, every every now and then, they'll, there'll be some bit of text and I'll just like read it over and over and over again because it's so good. Mm. And I'll like stand up and take a little break because <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I can't handle how good this, this writing is. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, um, some of the best... Voice acting, this side of Raccoon City. Yeah. Voice acting is stellar in that game. Yeah. I'm conflicted a little bit. I mean, I like the voice acting, but I find myself being slowed by the voice acting. Like, I'm, I'm reading while... And I'm trying to read faster than oh, the words sure. that they're saying. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if there was a way to speed up the text or speed up the voice, I don't know, that kind of ruins it a little bit. That's like some people saying, you should just speed up your animations, but <laughs> speed up the voice acting is probably rude. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like at a certain point, I'll just be like off... And so I can read fast. Yeah. Like I want to. Yeah. Otherwise I'll be there for years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. Uh, I, I went with like a brawny character this time. So I've got like max stats in my strength or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. And everything else is quite low. Yeah. And so I've failed most of my checks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I even went to like punch a razor head or whatever his name is. Oh I, yeah. I failed that as well. I was like, I'm going to come back to this. Yeah. Cause like I haven't really leveled anything up, but um, I just thought I'd see what happens. You know, maybe I beat him, but yeah. Um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool game. Sick. I think, um, I mean, I've only played it through once, but uh, like seeing a bit of Phoebe's playthrough, it mm. seems like things are the most fun when you have really high stats in some things and really low stats yeah. in other things. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like, yeah, you. It, it's just fun to be really talented at one thing and really shit at another. Yeah. And I'm finding myself more um, interested in following certain thoughts that he has. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember the first time I started playing he would like have some thought about his ex or his wife or whatever. Mm. And uh, there was the option to like leave that thought alone. And I would almost always take that option because I didn't want to find out. I wanted to like come some other way, I guess, mm -hmm. or him to just be overwhelmed by, I don't know. Um, but I went fully down the rabbit hole the first time that it presented me with that. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> so good, man. There's, there's like a point of no return as well where it stops being an option to pull out of the thought. Oh my God. Yeah. Really good stuff. Ugh. I remember what it was. I think oh, it was a note. It was your um, clipboard that you get. Oh, when you yeah. Break a clipboard. When you find your old notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's like a, a letter from her in there and like something else. I can't remember exactly, but yeah. Man. 
Can I go ahead and play more of that game? Oh, I played some more God of War as well, because I was like... Oh, oh I was it. wondering. And I'm actually coming around on it a little bit. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, after you played Callisto, has, mm. like, all the games that you thought weren't... Everything's good now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Um, yeah, no, it's... Uh, I heard this from my work friend as well, who also played and finished God of War, is that it has a bit of a tough section. Like, not a difficulty, but, like, a weird flow in uh, right after the start of the game mm-hmm. where it becomes like kind of a bit annoying to play right and i think i just broke through that part because it started being fun again i couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was right um but yeah i was like this is enjoyable now i got a new weapon and just feeling like it's fresh again so that's good see um yeah it's really cool really cool game play some more of that in the holidays yeah nice holiday mode holiday mode i'm peak holiday mode right now baby yeah, yeah. yeah. hell yeah um, you wanna you wanna have a have a crispy chicken wing on me? Sure, let me have it. Um, all right, I got a. It's a it's a big wing. This is like this is one of those you know those quarter wings that like comes with the upper part as well. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a quarter chicken. The, yeah, the quarter chicken. Quarter chicken chips. I've just pulled apart a bachelor's handbag. <laughs> all right. Uh, I got I got the uh, global games market value data oh, for twenty twenty two. Juicy stats. Juicy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is this is some juicy stats. Mm. Um, all right. So uh, it's compared to like last year. So okay. I've got a couple of percentages. We're down four point three percent year on year for a total of one hundred and eighty four point four billion um, for the industry as a whole. And it's it's broken up into uh, fifty one billion console games, oh, wow. uh, ninety two billion mobile games, hmm. and thirty eight billion PC games. Oh wow! So I was I was intrigued to learn that mobile games are bigger than both console and PC put together. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, that's a spicy meatball. <sighs> yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know what to think about mobile games. I worked in them for so long. I don't know, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. My house is built on microtransactions. <laughs> you ever think about that, you know? You like you have something that you own, you're like, this bought this, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, mobile games, I don't know. I don't know what the future is for mobile games. I feel like they're going away, but clearly not. There's just... So they're still making so much money. It's huge. I don't even know what's big in mobile games these days. Maybe maybe while you're reading some more stats, I'll find out what the top three is or something. Um, I've got them. This, <laughs> this, yeah, dude, I've got everything. Oh, great. Like, this let's, is let's a very go. exhaustive stats thing. Sure. Um, another juicy one that I thought uh, that they've got here is boxed versus digital. Mm. So when, when you consider um, that, that total, so $184 billion, what percentage would you say is boxed games versus digital games. Mm. The temptation to split it right down the middle is high, but I have a feeling digital is going to be like 80% or something. Digital is 94%. Yeah, damn. That's that's insane. What does EB do with that? You know, what does EB get? Like, right. what are they called in the US? I don't know. GameStop? GameStop, yeah. What do they do with that info? That's just a cooked percentage. Yeah. Like, I feel like brick and mortar stores, like, surely this is... The, the nail, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think a, a lot of people that I know tend to still go buy games at JB Hi Fi Spot, our favorite sponsor, or um, 
or you know price match at EB or something. You know, like they're not usually going to the online store. Right. Yeah. But I guess there is like a lot of convenience with buying digital, and Xbox Game Pass is probably a huge part of that as well. For sure. For sure. Subscription services. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm. Subscriptions, game libraries. Yeah. I feel like we've we've Steam. done a Steam. I always forget about Steam. Mm. <laughs> Uh, man, yeah, so, uh, the mobile market, um, so top country for the mobile market is India. All right. Um, so that, and it's like in a big way. So India, 9 billion, and then number two is the US with $4.4 billion oh, wow. spent. So, wow. like, yeah. What are, what are they playing in India? Let's have a look here. Uh, we got top games publishers, top games they're playing uh subway surfers is number one no way i've never heard of that it's an old game that's an old game yeah number two garena free fire never heard of that never heard of that number three stumble guys oh which has got to be a fall guys ripoff right ripoff yeah uh number four ludo king (laughs) what and number five, Roblox. Oh, no way. Yeah, I know Roblox is massive. Okay, there you go. I mean, that. yeah, that, even just Roblox on its own accounts for so much. I didn't realize mobile, Roblox was technically a mobile game. Yeah. But yeah, there, there you go. Um, I got, man, this, I fucking love this list. I might send you this <laughs> yeah, list just for your do. own personal, like, late night uh, jizz session. <laughs> so uh, we've got uh, most viewed video game trailers. What what do you think uh, comes in at number one? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Elden Ring? League of Legends. Oh, right. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff with their trailers. And, yeah. and again, so number one got 140 million views. Number two, 54 million views. So Why is it so far? That's crazy, man. Just, There's got to be some algorithmic thing going on there where, like, it just recommends it to every single person on YouTube. Dude. What was number two? Number two was Poppy Playtime. Crazy. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that is. It's a horror game, actually. Really? Mm-mm-mm. No shit. Mm, yeah. Had a friend who worked on that. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean, Fortnite does play. So Fortnite, this is like top 10 most viewed game trailers of the year. Fortnite takes up the fifth, sixth, eighth, ninth, and tenth spots. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. They must have. They must have had a bunch of play, uh, of trailers and content coming out. Dude, Fortnite's crazy. I logged on the other day and it was like, now with Mr. Beast in Fortnite. <laughs> oh, that's the YouTuber, right? Yeah, the one who, like, spends all his money all the time. And oh. then they have, like, My Hero Academia in Fortnite, you know? Like, oh, just, my God. It's every, everyone's there. I don't know what you do. At a certain point, you just have, like, 10 billion skins in the game. How do you maintain that data set? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, that's for our Fortnite overlords to decide. Yeah, <laughs> epic games. <laughs> um, all right, I guess maybe the last interesting stat I have here is top YouTube influencers. Mm, no uh, idea. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah, okay, Markiplier. Cool. I I don't recognise the symbol name here. Uh, so uh. the top, the top uh, name with one point five billion views is Afmal. Oh, I know Afmal. Oh, Aria watches Afmal, Jamie's little sister. Oh, really? Yeah. Getting the kiddies, getting them in young. That's the craziest thing. As soon as I was introduced to kids' YouTube, it's crazy. They make so much money and they have so many views. You'd be like, hey, this person screams into a microphone and plays Roblox for like two hours a day uh, and like uploads like three times a week or whatever. And they make 
like so much money and then you're like oh, how many views do the, the videos get on average because they're like you know four minute videos and there's not nothing really happening they don't have any content plan i guess mm. it's just like random random gameplay mm -hmm. and it's like 14 million views or something just off a random video Jesus. yeah Jesus. <laughs> no not even any face cam or anything just like just the game wow. with them speaking into a guitar hero microphone well, no, I mean, they have a better microphone, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I get the sentiment. Fuck. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild seeing those numbers and like a lot of those kind of stats have the number one just being so, you know, much just higher than yeah. the number two. It's crazy. What blows my mind is like, there's all these kid content creators who are making fat bank off of these mm. video games, mm. but the games aren't getting much of a kickback. I mean, oftentimes the the kids watching it will just watch it and not play the game right and so yeah. like i'm sure there's some amount of like kickback that they're getting but like you know these are most of the like poppy playtime is like an indie game right <laughs> yeah and like roblox the oh roblox we should talk about we should have an episode about roblox because it's yeah. really messed up situation um i don't even know what that is it sounds like a lego ripoff it kind of looks a lot like a lot lego it's like a um platform basically roblox oh, yeah. is like a platform for people to make games in and so oh. you go to the website and it's like top games of the day and there's like you know 10 games oh kind of like dreams yeah just like what dreams wanted to be right right yeah right, right. but they did it it looks way worse and it's <laughs> really ugly it sort of looks like minecraft like it has a little bit of minecraft to it blocky okay. characters really mm -hmm. ugly mm -hmm. um the jamie's younger sister's got like two thousand robux for christmas this year so they got to Whoa. spend some money on the avatars in the game. Whoa. And so, yeah, the whole thing with Roblox is, like, if you're a developer, it's really easy to put money in to mm. the system, mm -hmm. but you get paid in Robux. Like, you don't get paid in dollars. Oh, this is fuck. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some dire shit, right? And the problem is a lot of children are making games. So there's a lot of, like, you know child labor laws that are being oh, violated no. here yeah no, yeah we don't like that. burning out at the age of 11 <laughs> developing games for roblox it's so grim i really want to do an episode about it i might um maybe next week i don't know we'll see what happens but yeah uh yeah, yeah okay i'm i'm keen to hear about that yeah the roblox stuff. underworld yeah the dark <laughs> roblox underbelly <laughs> um i got some news you, do you have any other news oh uh, no no that's that's my that's my chicken quarter all right i got a chip here um this is the pokemon company is taking an aussie crypto studio to court as in game freak no oh yeah well the the, comp the, the pokemon i guess they're just called the pokemon company now oh right um, oh right, like the big, yeah. the big Pokemon entity. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. right, right, right. Not yeah. the developers of the game. Yeah. Um, do Game Freak even make Pokemon anymore? Any, oh, I have no idea. I'm, bro, I'm so out of the poker loop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, so, um, Australian crypto game developers are taken to court by a Pokemon company for its NFT-based Pokemon game, according to Vooks and The Guardian. The Pokemon Company uh, International won orders in federal court on Wednesday that prevent Sydney-based developer Kotiota Studios from using any Pokemon in their game, selling Pokemon-branded NFTs, and claiming that they have any sort of working relationship with the Pokemon Company International. LOL, LaMeo, is what it says in this article written for Kotaku, apparently. Oh, by Ruby. Oh, I'm sorry, Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? Oh, no, Ruby. Um, yeah, so crazy, right? Like that, They must have had some Pokemon-branded NFTs that they were slinging, and now they've been t taken, taken to court. 
No Which shit. Really good. You love to see it. What happened to NFTs, man? I feel like they fell off the earth. Man, we did the crypto episode. We shat all over them and then they and disappeared. Gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was us. Um, and then the other ship chip that I have here is there's a game that came out recently. Or it's in early access right now um, due for release in Q4 2023 called Dark and Darker. Ooh. Um, which looks really cool. It's like a fantasy version of Tarkov. So, oh, Luda, right. Luda shooter? No, um, escape game. What do they call that? Escape. Extraction shooter. Boom. Oh, God. You're all over it. Um, the, 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 the neurons are firing. They're getting there. <laughs> I should have had another coffee before I did this. Um, yeah, it looks really cool, man. It's like spells and you can choose a class when you go in and you got a big inventory and you go in with a group of people and you can... Do the Tarkov thing. Sick. Kill some goblins and steal their bones, I guess. Love that. Sounds cool. Yeah. So I might try that next year. Sick. Um, oh. Yeah. And that's it. I watched another... Did I tell you I watched Tar? Yeah, Did I mention that last week or yeah, just randomly? Uh, I, I think we, we chatted. Oh, my God. I wanted to talk about Grounded. Oh, we yeah. We chatted while we were playing Grounded. Right. So, right. like... Last week, we played a lot of Grounded since mm. we recorded that top five episode, yeah. and, and you had it at your number four, and um, I, I was I was <laughs> like, yeah, Grounded is really good, like, yeah. I can tell why that's in there, but I think you've just got so much more experience with multiplayer games, mm. and I maybe, I wasn't realising just how good it was, mm. because we've had, like, we've played maybe, like, four or five hours since yep. we did that recording, and it's incredible. Ground, <laughs> like, it's giving me those, you know, for me, I think Pinnacle is like Halo 1 co-op. Mm. You know, that's like as good as it gets. Mm. It's like really fun. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, Halo 1 co-op, I don't, I don't know if I can say anything more that hasn't already been said. Mm. But this is giving me those vibes. It's wow. like, I really want to play it all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like... It being a multiplayer experience, it, like, it makes it so much better. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, it's incredible. Fucking yeah. mega shout out to Grounded, even though we talked about it so much last week. <laughs> like, it just hit me, actually, how good Grounded is. Yeah. Yeah, Grounded's fantastic. Um, I th Another thing that I noticed that has come up with Grounded for us is, like, every time we boot up, there's, like, a, a different thing that we do. You know, it's not like, oh, we're in the same multiplayer game, we're going to go shoot some aliens or whatever. It's like, no, this time we're going to build this thing for the base. This time we're going to go exploring. Mm. This time we're going to go check out what's over here or whatever, you know? Like, there's always different things for us. A spread of things. And it's never planned, you know? It's just like, uh, up we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, you might decide that you want to go get some food or something and then, like, it's got, like, a day-night cycle and you get some food, then it's, like, 10 a.m. You're like, oh. Might as well go out into the wilderness yeah, for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And we did like a big explore last time and checked out a whole bunch of new areas and found different creatures or like, you know, all sorts of different things. And it was, it was very cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Keen to play some more grounded in the new year. Legit. That's the worst thing about doing an in-person recording is that we can't play grounded together later today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have split screen? I don't think so. Bro. Uh, I probably need to be online to host anyway. Yeah, and yeah. this like on on the Xbone, like that thing runs at twenty frames a second, well, you know. No. Does it really? Like, uh, yeah, it's it's not very hot. But even so, that's how much I'm enjoying myself. Awesome. Like awesome. yeah, the texture loading and the frame rate is not great. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Well, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're on an X-Burn. Yes. Um, well, we're here. Mm. We're queer. Mm. And we don't want any more bears. Mm. Um, Should we have got a beer before we started recording? Oh, we maybe could have. We can We can have a... We can go and get one right now. No do one you, do will you ever scurry know. away? I can scurry away. Yeah, scurry. Chink. And we're back. We're back. Um, yeah, look, it's really hot in Albury right now. Dude, uh, I tried to walk Zeus this morning at like nine in the morning thinking it would be not that hot. It's... It's unwalkable. You can't walk a dog in this heat. It's, yeah, it's, it's too hot for them. It's too like, hot for me. Yeah, we've got a fan on in here. You can probably hear the laptop we're recording on just like blasting away. Yeah, blasting off. Um, so here we are, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Hell yeah. Um, I did a, I, I wrote a little bit of an intro again. If love you, it. If you want to hear it. I'd love to hear it. All right. Here we go. It's a good thing when a game makes you forget that you're alive. <laughs> It's a better thing when a game takes any kind of structure you might expect and deftly tosses it and you through a four-dimensional window. This is another indie game about emotional and sexual awakenings, but you won't be reaching for the tissues this time around. Why sift through your past relationships looking for catharsis when you can personify them as cybernetic robot wolves to destroy? Why, indeed. <laughs> You're getting better at writing these. That was so good. Yeah, man. I, I loved so. I mean, it was in my top five, right? Like, mm. it was a really fantastic game. Um, kind of want to play it again. I think I mentioned that as well. Like, it's just so enjoyable and just pick up and play. Um, I don't really feel like I need to, like, go back in from the start. I can just pick a level that I really liked and play that. Totally. Felt like someone made an album and decided that rather than just releasing it as an album, they would have it as a video game. Legit. Yeah. Legit. And the music is fantastic. Mm. Like it, uh, it was funny because I feel like both of our number fives are kind of companion games. Like it had huge Tetris effect vibes, um, super neon, super immersive. And I really, I really love a game that just throws you in. You know, they had a tiny bit of exposition yep. by Queen Latifah that even, f- like, the ex- it literally 20 to 30 seconds, and I was like, you didn't need it. You could yeah, have just, yeah. like, it, it, me in. you just throw me in. Yeah. Um, but, like, they pretty much did it, and, yeah, it just felt great immediately. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's really good when you hear about a game or like you recommend me a game and I play it for one minute and I'm like, Oh, I get it. Yeah, you know, like nice. I, I get it. I understand straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the story? Cause I had a little bit of trouble trying to piece it together. I, I really like the story. So, um, as I understood it, you've been playing the relationship game and you've been losing. Mm. And, um, I, I really loved how, there was very little exposition after the beginning. It was basically just bookended yeah, by yeah. by a voiceover. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like, you were basically flying or motorcycling or, you know, whatevering yeah. through these levels. Um, and while you were doing whatever it was you were doing, you would come up against these groups of people, these, um, you know, solo people, men, women, non-binary. And, like, I thought it was a really 
subtle kind of exploration of this woman who was experimenting with polyamory yeah, yeah. and like you know bisexuality and and all that kind of stuff and it was so nice to not have the like indie emotional stuff shoved down your throat mm. it was just there if you wanted to tune into it but like you could you could not yep. you know you you still got to play the levels and it never lingered mm. like when one of the uh, groups that you're dating turns into a bunch of cybernetic wolves, you know... Ultron style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have to be, like, super clued into the story and I'm like, oh, man, I wonder, I'm, I wonder what we're fighting about, you know, because mm. I feel like it was super allegorical. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't feel like you needed to tune into any of that to have a really good time. Totally, Yeah. Maybe we should describe a little bit of, like, what the game is as well, because it's kind of... I guess if you've never played it before, it's kind of hard to, based on what we've said so far, like, piece together what the game actually is. I mean, dude, if you want to have a go at describing yeah. <laughs> it, like, I would find it hard. So I would I would classify it as a very gentle rhythm game. Mm. Yeah. One of the questions I had for you is, is this a rhythm game? Cause I think it is, yeah. There's yeah, right? in there that are, like, timing-based. So, in this game, you're on, like, a linear path um, that you are constantly moving forwards through. You are... Mm -hmm. You play this lady who... Um, I don't know, she's beautifully animated, amazing character design, super simple polygonal bright colors dude when you talked about the animation in your top five i was like oh wow it must be good and it's yeah. it's fucking sick it was so good it blows me away every time um yeah so you're on these like i guess you could call them roads um and gems and coins and stuff appear which sounds very mobile gamey as you run along the roads mm -hmm. and usually you move left and right uh, in time with the beat um, and there's things to avoid and things to jump over and sometimes there's input that you need to like mash a button or press in time with a beat to a song yeah that's kind of it it's kind of the whole game um there's a couple of instances where the road is non-linear like it's not left and right you can go up and down as well yeah um and there's a couple of times when it's completely free i think as well right? yeah, it's, yeah and in like a 3d space yeah and and like what was really amazing for me was how uh, we say graceful so much how smooth all the transitions yeah. were between different types of gameplay in the same level mm, like yeah. I, I think uh, in one of the first levels or the first couple of levels, you're on a motorbike and you're like doing jumps and, uh, you know, you've got to like hit the button in time with the beat or the prompt and you'll like jump over a cliff or whatever. But there are sections where like the motorbike just drops away and you start flying yeah, in a yeah. 3D space and there's no like you know, this is how you fly. Yeah, like, you're just yeah. flying and you better learn quick because here comes a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And I really appreciate that kind yeah. of, like, just throw you in the deep end type of tu lack of tutorial gameplay. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. I liked all of the... Like, yeah, and just, vi like, like you said before, seamless. Like, the way that this game feels very whole. Like, mm. it's a similar thing in Animal Crossing, actually. Like, there's no edges. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is a weird comparison. <laughs> I, I always use Animal Crossing as an example for this, but it's always, like, when you're in the, the world of Animal Crossing, there's no, like... Well, maybe not the most recent one. There's heaps of menus and shit, but... Still, it's. I, th I think it still stands. There's no, like, moments when it takes you away. Even the menus are sort of, like, Animal Crossing-themed, I guess. 
But um, in this, there's just like nothing that like pulls you out. It's like, oh, here's like a microtransaction for an optional level or like your inventory mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. like whatever. It's just like you're always in the world and in the space and there's no edges. So it feels weird going from the game to not the game, you know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. sometimes when you're playing games, even like Grounded where you're like, you can kind of feel seams, you know, like when you boot it up as well, like there's sure. like, here's what the seasonal recipes are or like... Yeah, yeah. Even in the mission select, there's like, here's the weekly missions. It's like, what, you have a concept of a week? Like, you <laughs> yeah. know about this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like in um, Lord of the Rings when the orcs say meat's back on the menu, boys. Like, they, it implies that the orcs know what menus Bro, are. Bro, they know what menus are. <laughs> it's like that. It's like, yeah. what, there's a little... There's a little edge to your reality right there where yeah. you like peek around for a moment. That's a fucking great call out. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. The game does a really good job of of not. Uh, yeah, like I said with Tetris Effect, man, you fucking you forget your problems in the real world because it's yeah. just so far removed. Pulls you into the Tetris world. Yeah, and I think honestly, I didn't I didn't play it without headphones. I don't think, but I think mm. it needs the Tetris Effect put on headphones you slag yeah yeah um because it, it doesn't have that i don't think so right. but i booted it up and like the menu the start menu is like extremely stylish and yeah. like colors blazing beats pumping i was like oh okay i think i'm gonna gonna reach for the headphones for this one yeah yeah i remember in the menus because i went to like the level select area which is very cool and pretty as well mm -hmm. and as you like move into an, a level that you haven't unlocked yet it does like that i don't know what you call it but it like turns down a bunch of the levels and so it feels like you're underwater while you're listening to the song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, really like that <sighs> what else is there to say about this game <laughs> yeah look i have, I have notes hang on one thing I wanted to ask is like, I mean, you obviously had heard of this game, but this came out nearly four years ago now. Yeah, and yeah. like, why haven't we heard more about it? Because it's, yeah. it's really, you know, it's got that polish that, that you talk about a bit where you're like, man, imagine if we had a AAA studio and, and they were just able to focus on mm. a few core concepts and just execute those concepts. Yeah. This game feels like that. Totally. Um, it's, you know, very few mechanics, really, you know, so simple in its controls that it doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't even tell you how to move. You just kind of instinctively know yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, I mean, I would, I'd love to see more of it. I don't know why it didn't... I don't, know, I don't know how successful it is. I don't know what stats there are, but it's sort of a bit of an obscure one, you know? You're like, mm. have you played The Artful Scape? Most people haven't. Right. Have you played Sayonara Wild Hearts? No, no. no. Right. People are like, Wild Hearts. <laughs> right, Sayonara right. who? Uh, and so, yeah, I think that's part of it as well. Maybe it's just marketing. The publisher might not have done, or the studio, or whoever was responsible for marketing the game, probably didn't do a long hall style marketing because mm. i remember sayonara wild hearts was on apple arcade mm, and so yep. i think that's where it got most of its play right yeah which i don't i've never played on mobile but i imagine it's fine but i would definitely prefer to play it with a controller yeah well when when we initially spoke about it you were like the keyboard and mouse wasn't so good and yeah. i went for the controller and i was like man if the keyboard and mouse isn't going to cut it there's no way the ipad is going to yeah, cut it yeah right i don't know what would you be dragging on the screen or tilting i don't know either way it feels a little bit not right yeah because it's like the controls are precise yeah. you know they're yeah. kind of like um they're almost like hollow knight turned up to 11 in that 
it it kind of does exactly what you expect it to, but it's even faster. Mm, mm. Um, so yeah, like there's so much Twitch based stuff when you're dodging and going for secrets, and yeah, I can't imagine it's great on a touchscreen. Yep. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know how they manage that. Um, but yeah, maybe that's part of it. You know, like it saw middling success due to the fact that they had probably had some deal with Apple that they couldn't refuse. You know, like. Develop the game for the uh, uh, Apple Arcade and we'll give you X amount of millions. And they were like, yeah, sure. Mm, mm. And so, like, because it was Apple Arcade, they just were, like, not marketing it that much at the time, I suppose. Right. Um, yeah. The other thing that I really liked about this was... the Oh, actually, no, I have a couple, like, not-so-good notes. Uh, oh, things yes. Things I thought that I didn't like. I did want to ask you, so what didn't you like, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... It, it, the, the one thing that stood out to me probably the most is that the oftentimes when you hit things on the beat, you know, like you were hitting the action button on mm-hmm. the beat, it felt like it took away from the song as opposed to imbue the song. Oh. You know, like it would like dull, turn off the music. It would do that like, you know, I can't remember what, what it's called exactly, but it's a way that you like um, subtract the sound. So, yeah, you hit, hit it in beat and it sounded like I was making mistakes instead of making... Right. Did you get that? Because it's the, it's the same sound in Hollow Knight and Death's Door yeah. when you take damage. Yeah, they it, turn the volume down. They turn the volume down. You're like, oh, okay, something's happened. Mm. But, like, it's not usually a good thing. Yeah. But in this one, yeah, if you get perfect, it it dulls. It dulls the music. And I would love, to, love for it to be, like, some other way. I don't, it's a tricky question to have an answer to, but how do you add to a song that's complete? you know like what do you do i mean visually it Play was spot on like it you know mm. you got a burst of color you got a burst of color the the song is already pumping yeah like yeah it's you're right it is it is difficult to kind of understand how to improve things when you get when you get it right but yeah definitely a weird choice there yeah um and then i felt like they kind of i mean I'm always saying how you want to have only a couple of ideas in a game and just like focus on those. Mm-hmm. But it did feel like it was a maybe maybe the ending was where it kind of was the exception to this, but a lot of the levels felt very similar. You know, it was just mm. basically the same thing over and over again, which again, I'm like contradicting myself a little bit, but um yeah. It was felt kind of like it took its time to evolve, you know, right at the end it evolved mm-hmm. with all of the stuff that Big it did time. at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, even like just the differences between some of the boss fights felt kind of just like samey. Um, there was a couple of standout ones, but yeah, it just felt like they picked their battles a little bit, you know, like we're going to have a huge finale and then everything else kind of just a little bit different. Yeah. I thought, I, I thought they did a pretty good job with the variety. Um, like not so much the boss battles. I'm, I'm with you there. Like some mm. of the boss battles were, were pretty similar. Like I think that the, you fight this, the wolves a couple of times actually. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe you go back to your ex, maybe. Go, go back to bang the ex and you're like, <laughs> oh fuck, this was not the right idea. <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? Yeah. So the, the boss battles do have like a couple of like repeated concepts and that kind of thing. But otherwise I, I thought like they did a really good job of just visiting mechanics once, yeah. you know, like there's only one bit of a level where you're driving the car yeah yeah and also can we talk about the controls for that car (laughs) like that thing feels so fucking good they got game feel spot on in this game everything feels great to do Mm. i don't know yeah um what did i write here uh the vibe is extremely good (laughs) (laughs) yeah fucking 
I read, th- I read that the story. I, I wish I had the story uh, had a bit more emphasis on the story, but I don't know if I feel the same after having finished it. I think it was probably all it needed to be. Like I agree mm. with what you were saying before about it being accessible to you if you were interested in like you know paying attention to it, but definitely not shoved down your throat. Yeah, I mean, I'm always interested in how uh, effectively you can tell a story with the least amount of storytelling devices. Mm. So, the, you know, this is a game that had a voiceover at the start and at the end, but I was immediately like, I, I don't think it was required. Like, mm. if you just, I, I mean, you know, and there's a, like a budget thing and I don't know how the project was managed, but just bear with me here. So, like, at the start, instead of a voiceover, if you just had a short animation where, like, you know, you saw this woman have a bad conversation and maybe there was a stylized like heart break in her chest or something like that like something you can communicate really quickly Mm. then the rest of the animation is she goes up to her room she's obviously morose and then the game starts Mm. and then at the end they still had a voiceover but when she like landed back on her bed and she got up and you could tell she was chipper in the way she moved Mm. like i feel like it communicated enough without mm. any of the voice stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's tricky. I think it's really um, reasonable to want more of a story or, like, have the voiceover, but I'm yeah. just, like, I love the idea that for video games, like, because the medium is just, like, there's so much breadth there, like, how far can we push things? How much can we boil the jus down until we've <laughs> just got kind of everything that we need in the smallest amount of story possible? Yeah. Yeah, that sweet video game you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. I don't know. I, I just felt as though maybe it didn't have enough to say, you know? Like, it was like, here's a bunch right. of heartbreaks. Great. You know? Right. And it was like, cool that they were all, um, you know, different styles of relationships and stuff, but it didn't really have too much of, like, an arc to it or there wasn't, like, you know, any real development. But maybe I'm just, like, reaching for things that it probably doesn't need. You know, like, I'm always saying that things should be less not more um but yeah so it still felt like some something was missing in there i can't quite put my finger on right yeah i i, th- I think i enjoyed it mm. for that for its kind of lack of of shoving bull crap down, down your throat, throat. Yeah. yeah yeah totally um yeah man i mean go play this freaking game it's real good it is it is exceptionally good and it's it, it it weirded me out when i was not familiar with it and you were like i want to play it again and i was like wow that doesn't that doesn't happen often but mm. yeah i want to play it again too yeah. i I'd, I'd actually planned to before this session but <sighs> out of wilds just yeah. <laughs> i was going to say before we started recording we should have played it but i forgot to mention it oh that's all right <sighs> all right that's all right that's okay um, um the other thing i was going to say that i just remembered is Watching this game doesn't do it justice because mm. I remember at work we were talking about this game a lot and um, I watched a bunch of videos and like watching it doesn't provide the same experience at all to actually playing it. Mm, right. It's a big difference. And I think that happens a lot in certain games and not as much in other games. You know, mm. like you can kind of watch Scorn or whatever and still like <laughs> get a good enough experience um, or like certain role playing games or whatever. You just like, you just enjoy watching the person play the game. Yeah. Um, but this one, I don't think it's really enjoyable. Like, you just kind of just like an album. Like I said, you know, you just listen to the music and the visuals are there, supplementary. But when mm-hmm. you're actually participating in the visuals, it really thrives. Mm. And so, yeah, playing this game is definitely worth it. I know, like, looking up a review or looking up a video is, like, might feel like enough for how simple it is, but no, definitely check it out and definitely play it because it's, it's got a lot to, to 
give you. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's just a good fucking video game. Mm. You know, like it's it's definitely reminds me of the, the old arcades and bronze, silver, gold and mm. high scores. And it's yeah. got all that good stuff and it's just, yeah, it's just ultra polished. It's super polished. Um, there was a thing they did when you fail, they would stop the music and like rewind a little bit mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't audibly rewind, but take you back and yep. you would play from there. Yep. It's an interesting choice because like you've got a really gentle rhythm game like this where if you fail, you could have pretend like another option they could have done is just continue to play and just like, you know, dull the music a little bit or do some other choice. Or like have a health bar. A health so bar. like you just pushed through the obstacle, but you can only do that three times or yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. And then and then you don't have to stop the music and mm. have it come back. Yeah. I felt that a couple of times where I was like, I kinda of just want to keep listening to this bang a song. Yeah. But I can't because I'm keep failing. I'm not very good at it. Because <laughs> I suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you uh if you failed enough, you actually got a little mm. notification that was like, hey, do you want to skip this bit? Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, I like that. Um yeah, or just some way, maybe it would have been like, hey, you know, instead of do you want to skip this bit, it's like we can just like play the music for this bit and like make you invincible or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise you're missing out on the music and the music is like one of the best things about this game. Legit. Listen to those cool songs. Legit. Yeah. <sighs> That's Sayonara Wild Hearts, baby. Yeah, hell yeah. Any any closing remarks? Um, man, don't know. Play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, um, let me just pull up. Oh, yeah, the dock. Should we do another roll? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull up a 1D4 here. Um, I'm going to Google 1D4. I probably should have had a, uh, a die ready to roll. I completely forgot about it until just then. Um, so, yeah, we're going to decide our game for January. Um, so, with the games that I've got listed here, they're all indie games, although some of them are quite new. Some of them came out this year, but hopefully they're still accessible and cheap for everyone. Okay. You shouldn't be forking what, out. Oh, we, are we going to say what the games are, or we're we just going to read the one? Do you want me to just... I, don't, I, I can just... I can read them out? Up to you, man. I'm just going to roll and say right. the one we're going to play. Sounds good. We're rolling. Oh, it's a two. Okay. It's a two. We are playing... Kentucky Route Zero. Oh, I've always wanted to try Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. So this is a game that I found out about due to the illustrious Tim Rogers. Mm-hmm. So Tim Rogers mentioned this review um, that basically said, imagine if the next great piece of American literature is a video game. Ooh. This is that video wow. game. Wow. Not yeah. Disco Elysium. All right. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. Um, so, very keen on that. Kentucky Route Zero. Um, we'll do we'll do a reminder as we do our January episodes or whatever. But yeah, yeah. really, really keen about this. And that's all I know about it. That's I don't, awesome. I don't yeah. actually know what it's about or what, what the deal is. But yeah, if Tim Rogers likes it and that reviewer is like American literature, um, yeah. I'm all about it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm keen. I don't, I don't think I, I've never played it. I don't know much about it. But yeah, keen. Very keen. Sounds great. Sick. Well, to round things off, I've got an email. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, this email is titled The Horror Genre. Oh, good. And it's from Pete. Oh, nice, Pete. Thank you. Hey, Daz and Joe. Uh, the podcast is climbing to new heights every week with new ideas <laughs> and fantastic topics. I've been loving the game club and have been joining along with each game so far. Oh, what a legend. Tell us what you think, Pete. Bro, what the heck? I mean, I mean, this is a long email. Maybe okay. you will. 
Uh, talking about the game club, when listening to one of your previous episodes, role, uh, the one about role playing, mm. uh, it would be fun if one month you guys incorporate role play and game club and make up some rules on how to play a certain game and see how everyone experiences oh, it. Oh, wow, what a great idea. Yeah, so we like create a character for like a FromSoft game or yeah. something and everyone plays the same character. That, would be that cool. is a sick idea. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely do that. Um, <laughs> It's amazing to see the gaming world and anime bursting at the seams this year, and it looks mm. to be the same for 2023, yes. which can only mean one thing, more and engaging conversations from It's Almost the Weekend. Yay. So, dude, it, it looks like he's not going to mention Death's Door. God Pete, we got to know. Dude, you're right. He went to the troll of ragged email <laughs> mentioning Games Club <laughs> and we not gotta... telling us what you think. Oh, God. Oh, we're just living in this vacuum right now. <laughs> yeah, where we're the polar opposites of opinion. <laughs> Unable to verify one another's viewpoints because there's no one else. Oh, God. Um, what is something that you are both excited for in the new year to come? Oh, wow. I don't know, man. I actually don't know. Um, in terms of video games, I don't really have anything on the horizon that's interesting me. Um there's probably a few things that will like crop up throughout the year. Um, but yeah, no, I'm keen to like do some more reading this year. I think check yeah, out, yeah. Check out that Darren gave me a book for Christmas. So I'll check that out. Um, yeah, maybe I'll try and finish God of War. Uh, nothing that I'm really excited for. I'm excited to be working on what I'm working on. That's probably cool. the most exciting thing for me, but nice. no, no content stuff yet. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Bro, I'm like recovering. Mm. I'm, uh, you know, planning a trip to Melbourne hopefully next year so yeah I'm, I'm keen on uh, next year in a pretty big way hell yeah um, and like Silk Song is supposed Maybe? to come out next year oh okay right um, but it's you know I'm not a big fan of buying games on day one even mm. if I'm super keen on them mm. just because like you know even God of War Ragnarok which sounds like a pretty complete game like in a couple of months, that's getting a new game plus patch. Right. You know, and it's just like, why not wait a year and just play a, a better the game? supreme version of the e game. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, like, Silk Song is going to come out, and I'm going to play that, but maybe not next year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pete continues. I'd love to ask you both a question on one of my favourite genres, which is horror. Hell yeah. What are the conditions and mechanics that make a truly great horror game? Oh my god. Is restriction on the player a mechanic? Oh. Man, this this is almost a topic. Like yeah. maybe maybe we should just turn this into a topic. I don't I normally I have a little clock that I'm looking at, but I don't know what the time is right now. Like what We're we're coming up on an hour. Okay. Um is restriction on the player a mechanic and what are the staples, like what, what makes up a horror game? So what conditions and mechanics that make a truly great horror oh, game? Great. <laughs> so like one of one of the things that we talk about a lot when we talk about PT is mm. how uh, it's impossible to judge what Lisa is going to do. Right. Like it's really difficult to understand her AI. Mm. Um, and I think that is kind of integral to a really great horror experience um that's just pure kind of horror you know it's not like dead space where you can fight back or whatever yeah it's yeah. literally just uh you know like yeah pt alien isolation um it's just you trying to survive or like solve a puzzle or whatever 
Yep. I think the surprise of the the entity that you're dealing with mm. and not knowing what they're going to do next is a, is a huge part for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I think like a bunch of different games have tried to do the thing that PT did mm. well, but no one seems to have done it the same. Mm. Except I has has surpassed it or done like a a version of it that's worthy to hold up against PT, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's in itself is kind of bizarre and interesting. Um Yeah, what makes a truly great horror experience? I I really like a bit of survival in my horror experience. Like when I was playing Signalis and like there's certain Mm. encounters in that game where you just like, you legit have no ammo and you just have to figure it out. And it's like, yeah, stuff like that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I think atmosphere, creating like a quality, scary atmosphere is something that PT does really well, but is essential for a good horror game. Yeah, and I think a lot of the atmosphere in horror comes from the sound design. A lot of sound design. Like, yep. when I think about playing PT with headphones... Would not. I, I want to die. Yeah. Like, the, <laughs> the there's this, like, sound that can play towards the end of the game where it's just Lisa distorting out kind oh. of in the background and it's the most like goosebump riddling yeah. horrific sound and it's yeah I played that game so many times and it's crazy that it's just never Still lost its effect yeah yeah I mean she appeared in Death Stranding when I was playing it the other day or a little while ago what really in the director's edition yeah in a cutscene oh my god yeah you go to like get in the shower at one of the hideouts and she's like in the shower, like a head twitching, like behind the glass. You can't tell it's her. And then the door opens and you get jump scared. That's fucked. And I had chills <laughs> from this like, you know, half hour long video game about, you know, Kojima's life at uh, Konami. Um, yeah. Hell. That's wild. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, I don't know. It's a big question. I think we should definitely do a topic on horror games. Yeah. And dive into it. And maybe we can have a guest. I have a friend, Ash, who loves horror games. Spoken a past couple love times about about um horror. I reckon should be keen. Sick. That'd be really cool. Mm. All right, we uh, might get back to you on that one. Yes. Yeah, uh, he continues. I know when you both have talked about some horror games that PT is the benchmark for the genre, and I agree. There you go. Nice. Uh, but what's interesting is when games like Resident Evil One to Four or Silent Hill, Dead Space Two, mm. Bioshock mm, yeah. come into the conversation of best horror horror experiences. They are all very different games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. They're all trying for different things for sure. Um, one similar connection to these games, I feel, is restriction on the player's movements or restrictions on not being able to kill the creature in front of you. Mm. Example: Resident Evil Three Nemesis or PT. Yeah, and like. I think saying something like restrictions on players' movements is a big thing, especially, like, with the Dead Space series, which is one of the horror series where you do have, like, a pretty big arsenal to deal Mm. with threats. But, like, you are an engineer, you know, when, like, Isaac swings his fist for a melee, like, it's a bad punch. Like, he's not... He's not trained for this shit. Yeah. Um, So I think think that is kind of key as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, games like Resident Evil 5 and 6 felt more like action games as well as Bioshock Infinite. Oh, yeah. I mean, Infinite oh, yeah. steps so far away That's, from yeah. the original that it's it's almost a different genre. Yeah. Um, when the restriction on movement and taking out your enemies is so freely given back to the players, it feels like it might take away from the horror element, for sure. 
even a game as brilliant as Bloodborne doesn't feel like a horror as it should. Yeah. I feel like that's that's slightly separate though, right? Because yeah. it's a subgenre. Like cosmic horror is is definitely more about like the mystery and and esoteric weird shit than yeah. it is about like jump scares and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of weird that people lump in that like um cosmic horror unobservable thing in horror. I don't know. Because it's like it's like a 16th century view of what is scary. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. like the monster in the cupboard. It's like something that your brain can't comprehend, which to them is an iPhone. You know, like they, <laughs> they would see like a smartphone as like cosmic horror. Oh, uh, yeah. Because they can't comprehend it. And so, yeah. yeah um, well, there's also like that other part where it's like you literally can't see it. Your mind just blanks, which is kind of interesting. But Right. I mean, that's the, the insight mechanic in Bloodborne, mm. right? For you to see the big exactly. eldritch fellas. You don't see them. So, yeah, they do, they do that... What, in uh, Bloodborne in an interesting way but I don't think it's scary no I found it frightening um, yeah yeah I don't know I think sometimes games like want to use a little bit of horror like just a little couple drips from the dropper of mm. of horror elements but they don't necessarily lean fully into being a scary game um, yeah I remember Callisto Protocol the director talking about it being a scary game and I couldn't disagree more there's nothing scary <laughs> Something scary in that game. Anything oh, um, scary is how much it costs. Oh, <laughs> shit. You get. oh man, I don't oh, know. Oh my god, we should do a Callisto hate cast. <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> I think I've done it off. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, he was saying Bloodborne doesn't feel like a horror as it should for the fast pace and freedom you can do to take on that game. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's a way to do horror that you can move quickly, but are also it is also scary. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's some puzzle box shit right there. Yeah. You know, when I think about like those horror experiences that have me going, "Come on, come on!" It's because yeah. I can't move fast enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, oh, this is great. Like, we got a lot to chew on here. Mm. Uh, I'd love to hear your opinions on this great genre. Thanks for everything you both do. From Pete, thanks uh, so much, thank Pete. You, Pete. I'm glad you still listen. That's great. Thank <laughs> thanks for writing in. Appreciate you, big dog. Um, yeah, but bro, please, for the love of God, send in. Just, <laughs> send in what it, you think. It can just be the heading. It can just be the ha- heading. Death's door is good. Joe. Or bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or our name. Yeah, who was correct. No, we don't put, put that responsibility on you. Just tell us what you think. And tell us what you thought of Sorry, yeah, no, no, no pressure yeah, at no all. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's right. Oh, my God. Uh, very good stuff. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Love an email. What a Christmas treat. Yeah. Christmas treat here in person. Email from Pete. It's all, going, it's all coming on Millhouse. That wasn't supposed to rhyme. Yeah. All right. That's it. Sign our wild hearts. Let's go play it. Let's go. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy New Year. All that jazz. Do it all again in the New Year. Yeah. Have a great New Year. Mm. And we'll catch you again when it's almost the weekend next year. When does this air? That might not work. Anyway, goodbye. Bye. (laughs)